0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com.
1: we Eagle Auburn fans and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn cross-country and track and field news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here with my husband, Kyle, to discuss the 2018 cross-country season so kyle welcome back together again they're stuck with both of us again well
0: is it more that you're stuck with me again than they're stuck with both of us well
1: that's true it's gonna be a good season though i can feel it
0: can you yeah feel it
1: you're gonna learn more this season than you've ever learned
0: is that possible though well I, i knew nothing coming in
1: i'm assuming that you have retained nothing so
0: that's absolutely correct
1: so you'll probably learn more
0: so why do you even want me as your color commentator on the cross-country show?
1: Because I don't know that much about cross-country, but I have to fake it till I make it, so you make me look really good.
0: Well, you have the at least experience to talk about from, you know. Me. High school
1: experience, not collegiate.
0: My running experience meant, you know, running after the ice cream truck as a, you know, a little kid or, you know, running away from big scary dogs. So that was my running experience.
1: That's fair. <laughs> well, we're here tonight to talk about the Auburn Cross-Country Invitational. From September 7th in Auburn.
0: Yeah, so it's interesting that we finally get a chance to have a meet here in Auburn. If I understand it correctly, this is the first time in like six years?
1: Correct. It is. It's the first time since 2012. I'm proud that you knew that that Auburn has hosted a cross-country meet.
0: Why is that? So why isn't Auburn hosting more meets for cross-country?
1: Well, it's funny you should ask that. That brings us to my next point of...
0: It's like we're in sync or something. It's like we're married. Or it's like we're looking at the notes together.
1: (laughs) Well, it is interesting. So this meet was actually hosted at the Indian Pines Golf Course. So I just have to tell you, this was on a two-kilometer grass loop. We've talked about grass loops before. We've talked about loops before in cross-country, I do not like when we do loops. The women ran a 4K, the men ran a 6K. So that means that the women had to run around the course two times, the men had to run around it three times. Cross country should not be a loop. I don't mind if we backtrack a little. I don't mind if we even go over the same part of the course one or two times. But to do it in a loop is essentially track and field, and I'm not a fan of that. So I'm pretty disappointed that Auburn did this. So that's why I think that Auburn hasn't hosted a meet since two thousand and twelve is they don't have the space and they don't have a good enough course. So they ran on a cross uh excuse me, a golf course for their cross country meet, very open course, very hot day the day that this was run, and there's very limited tree cover, so it's really bad for the runners, and then it's just really hot.
0: Yeah, it was a warm one today in the south, and I can only imagine what it felt like for the runners out there with yeah. very little, as you're talking about shade. To go underneath of what, I mean, I understand the concept of not having a loop and it feeling more like a track meet mm-hmm. then, but what, does that just like negate it from being a cross country meet for So some no, reason?
1: it doesn't. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah. I personally like cross country courses that are completely different the whole time where you're kind of having to guess and it keeps the runners engaged mentally as well, where they're having to kind of plan their next steps, you know, if they don't know exactly where the hills are and, you know, they can prep the course a little bit and walk part of the course before the meet, but you don't want to walk the full 6K, you know, to tire your legs out before the race begins. Yeah. So... This, I think it just leaves too much room for people to know the course very well. It just becomes a track for me, and I'm not a fan of that in cross-country.
0: So you would, let me, for someone who's obviously a novice at this, even though he's been doing the show with you for two years, would you rather the end point be not at the start point for the cross-country meeting? Is that is that what I'm taking from this?
1: Absolutely. The end the end and the beginning should never be right beside each other. That's crazy. See, That's
0: just, like, weird to me to think about that. I, when I think about a race, the end, the beginning should be the end as well. So that's interesting that you feel differently. But
1: think about, like, marathons and think about any any road race that you go to. The end and the beginning are usually never anywhere near each other. Right. A lot of it has to do with crowd control, which is important. Mm-hmm. But in a collegiate meet, you know, that's not really that big of an issue. But
0: Well, if the case is that Auburn doesn't have a land space whatever to host a decent meet in auburn I, I find that far hard to believe with as much land as auburn owns and as we're known the plains for some reason so but, we've got to have
1: but the plains exactly and what do you think of when you think of plains you think of flat land cross country is hills. but they're called the
0: rolling plains of dixie
1: correct correct but when you say plains we just think flat but i digress either way it was a good meet for Auburn. That's what we're here for, right?
0: That, that's true. I just Let me just say this. I think we should advocate for a proper cross-country. Cross <laughs> there you go again.
1: Cross-country course.
0: Podcast one, already messing it up.
1: <laughs> we had no doubt.
0: <laughs> nope. Uh, it was going to happen at some point. Might as well get it out of the way.
1: So, no, I agree. I agree. But I'm proud that Auburn could host, no matter where the course was. I think um, David Barnett was actually one of – he's the assistant coach for Auburn cross-country. He actually helped um, – was the what's the word i'm looking for maybe supervisor of the meet mm-hmm. like was the head person to go to for people to apply to come to the meet right. so i think coach barnett did a great job coach ralph spry who've we who've we've seen for the last 22 years did a fantastic job and i mean we can't forget scott duvall who's the director of operations for track and cross country so obviously he had a hand in this because it is a big deal to host a meet so Thankful to all of them that Auburn had this opportunity. Well,
0: those are some names you're going to be hearing. Whether I mean, Coach Spry is the track and field coach, and he's going cross country coach, cross country coach. So he's going to be the guy, but the guy who is going to be essentially, if I may equate it for football fans, your offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator is David Barnett. He's the guy right. that's going to be hands on first person here giving input to these ladies and these men uh, about how they're running. So David Barnett is the name that you want to know. And obviously, Scott Duvall is the director of operations. As well. So David and Scott, let's get us a nice, hilly, whatever course that's not a loop to make Jessica happy.
1: Please, please. (laughs) Then y'all quit hearing me rant. (laughs) So the men, like we said, they ran a 6K, so three loops around. Um, Overall, the men placed third out of all the teams with 80 points. The women ran a 4K, which was just two laps around the loop. And they placed fifth overall with 125 points.
0: So point systems, again, can you help us understand that a little bit just briefly?
1: So the point system is made up of your top five runners from each team. Okay. So if you have 10 runners from Auburn that run the race, only the people that finish in the top five of Auburn count. Right. Then it's very simple math from there. Whatever place you finish in generally is your score for the team. Okay. So if you have a team that, you know, Places 2nd, 14th, 30th, 95th, and 150th.
0: <laughs> you're getting pretty low there.
1: Well, I mean, maybe it's 500 runners. You, you so know. you
0: want the score to be low? You want the score to be low. It's okay. like golf.
1: The lower the score, the better.
0: And you're playing on a golf course. Who would have
1: thunk it? Oh, my gosh. It's this just was like... just like it was meant to be. <laughs> so the only reason I say generally that's your score is your place like that you finish when you get into the bigger meets, you will have runners that are um, unidentified, un, unmarked. No, neither of those words are right. But they're not tied to a team. Unaffiliated. That's it. Good job. Look,
0: I, I may not know running, but I know words. You know
1: words. <laughs> All right. Good job. So they're unaffiliated with a team, or they don't have a full team running with them. Okay. So if I don't know that other team across the state only had two runners, they wouldn't they wouldn't count towards the team score. Okay. Does that yeah. make sense? It, so, it does. So if you finished 30th, but three people were unaffiliated that finished ahead of you, your actual score for the team placement would be 27.
0: Gotcha. There you go. Just help people like me along with the scoring system because you hear these things about points. It's like, how does a runner score points? But then you're like, oh,
1: yeah. well, that makes sense. So in cross country, you want a low score. Track and field, you want a high
0: score. Oh, that's just too confusing.
1: So okay, why the, don't you hit us off with the men?
0: Well, the point is before we hit on the anything, point is is that the men finished third with eighty points, the women fifth with one hundred twenty five points. We got that moving forward. There it we is, go. Okay, uh, for the men, I'm gonna I struggle with saying words on podcast. It's amazing that I even have a podcast network. It really is. Silas Kippenjit. I like it. Kip Kippenjit. Uh, he's a sophomore he finished 4th overall for the men our top runner with a time of 18 minutes 4.73 seconds this was his first cross country meet so
1: collegiate cross country meet
0: quite a statement
1: which is interesting because so we've seen Silas for two track and field seasons now mm-hmm. we saw him first in indoor in 2017 then we saw him last this past season in 2018, Kyle, you and I talked about him a lot. Right. So I'm glad that he's moved over to cross country as well.
0: See, I mainly struggle with saying names, but I remember names, and I remember talking about him on track and field. So it's interesting that he comes over now, the second season that he's been at Auburn. Yeah. Why wasn't he here the first time?
1: Well, I the first time in 2017, if I'm thinking back correctly, he was mainly a multi-event person so mainly things like steeplechase or maybe he did i think he focused more on the the field events Mm. and then really focused on running events this past 2018 season and really got his footing and i'm guessing that his coaches probably encouraged him to do cross country because he was such a shining star
0: well i mean that's good you know even though he's a sophomore, he's technically had a year under his belt. He's still young. He's still yep. technically an underclassman. So two more years and he's already making waves up at the front.
1: So. And also I'm I'm just speculating all of those answers okay. as to why he's just now coming into cross country. There's no factual basis. You didn't to have that. to
0: say that I believed you.
1: <laughs> well, I just if somebody were to listen to this podcast that actually knows They're the like, answer, please fill me in.
0: Yeah, they're like, uh, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Right, today. right.
1: Well, that's every day in my real life. So
0: after that, <laughs> there are some not familiar names. Yeah. I mean, we went last year knowing pretty much everyone's name for the most part on this. For the men, here's your next list of We had a very senior
1: team last year. We
0: did. So now you've got a lot of new faces, people trying to step up. So you, for the next two through five runners who scored for Auburn, Tommy McDonough, a sophomore, finished eighth overall with a time of 18 minutes, 22. Point one one seconds jack rogers a sophomore finished 21st with a time of 19 minutes 8.84 seconds ryan lee a junior finished 28th with a time of 19 minutes 46.1 seconds and jackson thomas a freshman finished 29th overall in a time of 19 minutes 47.83 seconds there um like i said these are all new names i don't really know what to go off of and expect from these guys because we didn't even though there's a junior two sophomores on this i don't recall their names from last year so we're gonna have to really kind of hone in on these individuals here to figure out where they kind of stack in the pecking order as far as will they score all the time for auburn when they're at these meets this season or this is this just coach Uh, trying to figure out who in this first meet should be our top scoring
1: runners. I agree. I think it'll be very interesting to watch them throughout the season. Look for an Excel spreadsheet coming up, you know, with all their uh, time.
0: We do love those Excel spreadsheets. We do. They do help things out.
1: So moving on to the women. So Mercy Kiprop, who we know from last year, she's now a sophomore. She placed 18th with a time of 14 minutes, 6.75 seconds. So she was our top runner for the females. Then she was followed very closely by Louisa McPherson, who's a sophomore. She placed 19th with a time of 14 minutes, 7.45 seconds. So less than a one second difference.
0: And may I say here, you know, it's nice to see that. I just, as you were saying that, I kind of look back at the guys' times here, and you see it, a nice spread between all of the guys that I say nice, like it's a good thing. You know, we don't really see anybody pushing each other, at least based on these times in the top five runners for the men. However, Louisa and Mercy, neck and neck. You got to think if those two are pushing each other the rest of the season, it's going to be interesting to see which one maybe interchanges each meet for the ladies.
1: I'm so proud that you noticed that. And isn't it interesting? I learned something. I'm proud.
0: Three seasons in, I learned something.
1: And remember last year when the men, when we had Wesley, Wesley, and Eric?
0: Wesley and Wesley. It sounds like a law firm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wesley, Wesley, and Eric. Um, remember how the three men, they always stayed so close together. And look here. This year, we've got the women that are doing it. And even so, the next three women, Presley Weems was is a junior. She plays 30th with a time of 14 minutes, 30.96 seconds, followed next in 31st place by Emily Mills, who's a sophomore with a time of 14 minutes, 33.3 seconds. So one place difference, three second difference. So they're right there together. And then Gigi Maddox, who's only a freshman, she placed 38th in 14 minutes, 40.61 seconds. So I agree with what Kyle says. Mercy and Louisa will probably push each other this season. Presley, Emily, and Gigi, I think, will all push each other as well.
0: So looking at some of these names, we know Mercy. We were familiar with Presley Weems. Emily Mills, too, I believe, is a name that we saw last mm-hmm. year as And well. we
1: also saw Louisa right towards the end of the I season. I thought we
0: did. And I, I was like, that seems so familiar. Mm-hmm. But I just I couldn't place it as much as I could Mercy Kiprop or any of the it's other fair. girls. Yeah,
1: I believe, if if we're thinking correctly, that we saw her the second half of the season last mm-hmm. year. Um, obviously Gigi is new to us. She's a freshman. So it's great to have a freshman on the team.
0: Well, what's interesting this year, I never want to negate what one side is going to do more than the others, but it's like last year, it seemed like we were paying more attention to the guys because they kind of had a little interesting dynamic there with certain players pushing each other. Now it seems to have shifted gears where you're completely new with the men, except for one name. Yep. But the women, we've got some familiar names with some newcomers in here trying to kind of push their way in a little bit. So this is it's going to be an interesting dynamic to maybe look back and compare from last season to this season. I
1: think it's going to be a great season. So, speaking of season, the season continues. September 29th. They have a couple weeks off. Well, three weeks off, really. I mean, they
0: run long distances. They need a long time to rest up from
1: it. I agree. And as we've seen in the past few seasons, there are not as many cross-country meets as right. as we would like. So, Auburn will travel to Louis. Blah, blah, blah.
0: Yeah, you know, those words. Auburn, (laughs)
1: yeah. Auburn will travel to Louisville, Kentucky on September 29th to compete in the Greater Louisville Classic, which is one of the great cross-country meets. We've been there before. I'm sure we'll go there again. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should have some good times posted there.
0: It does feel like there's only these select few meets that everybody goes to each year. Now, not that there's not a lot all around the country, because I was actually, believe it or not, looking up some other cross country like Twitter handles for some other teams around the South, like Sanford and all them. And there's like ones going on in Mobile and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. So it's not like there's only these few ones there. But in terms of the big programs, SEC programs, these are the ones they go to each year, the Louisville Classic being one of those as well. So we will see in two weeks. Three weeks. Excuse me, not only word's hard, math is hard.
1: (laughs) We'll see you in some amount of time.
0: In some amount of time. We'll be back to see if the way these players stacked up against each other in this race matches up on the next one.
1: So if you want to talk some cross country with me, um, you can find me on Twitter at Jessica RN.
0: And if you want to find me and not talk about cross country because I have no clue what I'm talking about, I'm on Twitter as well as at TigerEye24.
1: Well, thank you all for listening. We look forward to discussing more cross-country with you as the season progresses. And we will talk to everybody after the September 29th meet. So War Eagle.
0: War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us. Podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show.